I remember a friend told me that she went on a date um, and I think this guy had written a comic book and brought his comic book along to the date and oh. read it to Whoa, her. Whoa, he read it to her? Yeah. Oh, that's a power move. Yeah. Did she hate it? Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> This is how we know that's the only interesting thing about that guy because that's all he's leaning on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are your interests? Comic books. Any other interests? I wrote a comic book. <laughs> Do you want to see? Would you it? like me to read it to you? <laughs> yes? No? <Yeah>. Yes? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Romcom Rewind podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're here joining us, it's very likely that you love romantic comedies. Great news, we do as well. So, this is a show where we rewatch rom coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide does it still hold up? Today we have. The, the Ugly, ugly truth. truth. And before we jump in, I uh, want to give a shout out to Claire who messaged us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind, said obsessed with you guys and loved the Leap Year episode and the podcast on the whole. Thank you so much, Claire. She has a request, more Vince Bond movies like The Breakup or Couples Retreat. Um, she enjoyed our commentary on Four Christmases. We do have Wedding Crashers on the way. I hope that appeases and if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe. Leave a review. We love reading those. Uh, as you can see from Claire, we read as many of them as we can, and we and we comment and reply as we can. And follow us on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. So, The Ugly Truth is a 2009 romantic comedy directed by Robert Slukatik. Might be saying that wrong. I apologize, Rob. It is a uh, it's Catherine Heigl's second highest grossing movie behind Knocked Up. It's the story of Abby, played by Catherine Heigl. She's a morning show TV producer in Sacramento, and Abby's kind of uh, tightly wound up, kind of needs to be in control. Calamity strikes her when her TV station hires this guy, Mike Chadway, played by Gerard Butler. Uh, Mike already hosts a show called The Ugly Truth. Kind of feels like a like a Joe Rogan style, specifically for dating, though, but he's, he's definitely offensive. He's mm -hmm. a little bit offside. Yeah. I think we can agree. Chauvinistic, maybe misogynistic. Morning. Morning. We have problems. Oh, Joy, there are no problems, only solutions. <sighs> I should warn you, this guy's a little rough around the edges. Say hello to our new guest commentator. Who's this delightful creature? I'm your producer. I like your woman on top. Oh. Stick to the script. You hear my voice? Just do what I say. Promise you'll talk dirty? Mike <laughs> <laughs> brings in the ratings. So he gets hired at her TV station. And as you can guess, Abby being his producer, Abby and Mike really, really clash as they work together. And that is the lead-in for our story. What do you think about The Ugly Truth, Sarah? I think in, in 2009, this movie was was really funny. I think there are still lots of funny moments in this movie. This movie was okay. It had some really funny parts. I laughed out loud too. Um, that's always a good thing. However, one thing I will note up front is that a lot of the jokes did not age well. There are jokes that are not jokes and never really should have been jokes to begin with. Yeah. Um, again, this movie is over 10 years old. A lot has changed in that time for the better. So, um, you know, with that in mind, the movie was good. Just a few jokes aside. Yeah, we, we hate to be like Debbie Downers, 
But, you know, I, I'm just picturing if, if you're l- watching this movie for the first time in 13 years, there were moments where I genuinely, I like recoiled in my chair being like, oh my God, wow, they, they actually made that joke. That's, it's, it's a strange watch in 2021 because I, I remember like you thinking this movie is hilarious. Yeah. And also it came in an interesting time because, question, is this the most attractive Gerard Butler has been? No, no, he did. He did that drama, um, the one where he was in jail and then he breaks out of jail. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, He's like super smart. Yeah, right? I can't remember what it's called, but he, yes, he was. Wait, that one really? He was really <laughs> attractive in that movie. I thought you were gonna say three hundred. Everybody thinks he's oh, good looking in that. He wasn't three hundred. Oh, he was really good looking in that too. I mean, he's genuinely good looking. I think he's really attractive. Um, so this is his third most attractive role. Is yeah, what you're saying. I guess so. Okay, it's really the third only, like the movie, oh, the only <laughs> movie I know him in other than that too. Wait, P.S. I love you. We're gonna do. He's also in that. Oh, jeez, he is. Oh, jeez, Sarah said. It's <laughs> it's the month of Gerard Butler. That's so adorable. I didn't realize that. I totally forgot he was in P.S. I Love You. Oh, he was also good in P.S. I Love You, but not good enough that I would remember. Right. Right? Clearly, this Ooh. one's more important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Gerard Butler, arguably extremely attractive in this movie. Catherine Heigl, kind of at the at the height of her powers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 2009 was when a lot of these movies were still coming out. We didn't hit the... The rom-com Exodus between thirteen and it eighteen was really pretty close. I, I think we I were think. Th- the cliff was coming. We we saw the waterfall. So like rewatching this movie is really strange because the acting is still really solid. Like Katherine Heigl is an adorable actress. Oh, she was great in this movie. She, she was great in this movie. Gerard Butler is absolutely a smoke show. We he, can't. And he was also really good in the movie too. Yeah, like they were both really good. But I find a lot of the charm of the comedy. It, it hit a little different. It's worn. It's Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, we, we don't want to, you know, beat this too dead, but uh, <laughs> it, it deserves a little asterisk at the beginning that, like, if you're going to rewatch this, there's some things that feel dated. So the movie opens up with Abby putting out a whole bunch of fires, not literally, but figuratively. She's, like you said, Devin, a producer of a TV morning show and basically is figuring out problems constantly. She just needs to constantly issues management everything that's going on around her um the show's a bit of a disaster and she is really the only (laughs) one holding everything together by like a string the ratings are down and they need something to pick them back up again and to add abby is like you said a control freak who's very particular very prepared and not spontaneous at all no (laughs) and and can i make a, a comment about the putting out fires and dealing with a lot of like like, I work in radio, and one of my old general managers said dealing with personalities is like trying to herd cats. Um, <laughs> and, and I think we saw that in the first scene where she has this big rap meeting, and everybody's complaining about something, and, and she does grab hold of that meeting. But, yeah, she is uh, very tightly wound, and the, there's the uh, that date that she goes on. Oh, my God, yes. With uh, Kevin Connolly he, from He's Just Not That Into You. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, he's also in Entourage. He is, he is Eric in Entourage? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He hasn't really done much um, lately, but no. he was in actually both of these movies, so he's just not that into you, and this movie, The Ugly Truth, in the same year. They both came oh, out in 2009. interesting. Mm-hmm. So the date, we learn exactly who Abby is on this date. Oh, yes, we because do. Because she meets Eric, and she just knows every single meticulous thing. Thing 
about his personality. She essentially did a full background check on the guy. No, she did do a background check on the yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Down to which car insurance he uses. And then she also, he, he made the joke, he's like, well, I guess there's nothing to talk about. She replied with, oh, don't worry, I've got, I've got like speaking points <laughs> if you want to, oh, question number six is a good one. Let's do question <laughs> six now. I actually love that she did that. Is it bad that I didn't hate that at all? Yes, because I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, I might tough it out for a little bit, but be like, oh, my God, this is nuts. And I would probably dip like an hour in. Like, I'd be like, um, and I would make up some excuse like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do this or pick somebody up or whatever. And I would I would probably figure out a way to leave. I think the opposite, which is wild. I would find that to be like, listen. I, I think I would know in my mind I'm never going to date this person, but I would find that very interesting. Like, this isn't a cookie-cutter date. I've got an extremely interesting woman on my hands. I think I'd try to figure out, like, what don't you know about me? What's my mom's maiden name? Boom. You know, I, I'd start playing with her a little bit because... Oh, that yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, there's an opportunity. Th- this isn't going to be a standard date. We know that, right? But also... I just appreciate somebody who comes to a meeting prepared. Is that bad? A date is not a meeting. I mean, in a, it, in a way, it kind of is. It shouldn't be. Wait, no, it is literally a meeting. I am meeting you for the first time. Yeah, but it shouldn't be like meeting <laughs> vibes. Like, are we on a Teams call? Like, uh, I, I really appreciated that about Abby. Like, hey, you're prepared. You You went through a lot of effort. To make sure this date goes well. No, she went through a lot of effort to make sure that he wasn't, like, very strange. Oh, or, true. Or true. He, that he was financially stable, that he wasn't um, going to give her the bill. She's very old school. She <laughs> wants she wants pi- oh, picnics. She wants Prince Charming. She yeah. wants flowers. She wants chocolate. She wants to be, like, you know, get she down on your knees and kiss my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd have fun with her, though. Like, hey, you know me so well. Why don't you order for me? Okay, and see if that, I enjoy it. well, then that makes I, sense. I think that would be really interesting. I'd tell all my friends, yo, I had the wildest date. I got this girl to guess what I would want for dinner. She got it right. She also knew my social insurance number. It was wild, guys. It was, she knew where I lived. It was crazy. That's a fun conversation afterwards. I remember a friend told me that she went on a date, um, and I think this guy had written a comic book and brought his comic book along to the date and oh. read it. Whoa, he read it to her? Yeah. Oh, that's a power move. Yeah. Did she hate it? Yeah. Yeah, that's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Hold on. Where... <laughs> this date wasn't like in a classroom. This wasn't no. like a... This wasn't reading day. No, no, I don't think so. Just... I think they went to like... I don't know. I think they went to get drinks or something. So at he a bar. genuinely brought a comic book of which he wrote himself to, so. let's say, a restaurant. Yes. I mean, uh, writing a comic book in itself is really cool, but don't bring it on a first date, a blind first date, and read it to that person. Well, well, that's different. (laughs) This is how we know that's the only interesting thing about that guy because that's all he's leaning on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What are your interests? Comic books. Any other interests? I wrote a comic book. (laughs) Do you want to? Would you like me to read it to you? (laughs) Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Oh God! So so after the date, um, Abby obviously goes home alone. That's when we meet Mike Chadwick. Yes, it is when we meet, but it, we also meet the other guy too, oh, Doctor Man. Yes, yeah. The do entire you only know him as Doctor Man. I do. I his have Colin Sarah. I have written his name down as Doctor Man. Okay, well then that is what or we were referring man to. Man Doctor, Doctor Man. No, definitely, definitely Doctor Man. Yeah, who's Man Doctor? I don't know. Yes, yes. Yeah, so so I mean, first we meet. 
Mike Chadway. Yes, yes, yes. He is yes. physically on TV. Yeah, her cat changes the channel when she's getting ready for bed. And boop, the ugly truth comes on. This guy would be considered like like a, a shock personality in yep. 2009. Like we, we use the term shock jock. Kind of like women don't need any tips for getting a man. You just need a Stairmaster because that is all we care about. You know, throw a BJ in there and you're good. So rewatching this movie, that, that was an immediate... Ooh. It was like Hitch, but not in a good way. Oh, he's giving guys the Guys advice, advice yes. on how to, you know, be in a relationship and how to act in this relationship, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hitch was about love. He was trying to exactly. find people true love. That's what Gerard I mean. Butler, Mike Chadway, is trying to get guys laid. laid. It's about lust. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Okay, so they have this crazy conversation. Abby ends up calling into the show. So you're saying that men are incapable of love. Oh, did I burst your little Harlequin romance bubble? What? Come on. Well, the only thing you burst is your credibility. Men are completely capable of experiencing love. Okay, I'll bite. Go on. Who's the guy? What? The guy. Mr. Wonderful. The one who's so capable of love. Who is he? What's he like? He's smart. He's handsome, but he doesn't know it. He's successful, but in a job that means something. He loves red wine, picnics, classical music. Mm, mm. This is a guy in America, right? I mean, you're not calling from Europe or, or something. He loves dogs, but he's more of a cat person. He never gets up before you on a Sunday yeah. morning. And they yeah, have this conversation. And guess what? Turns out that her boss hired him to bring up the ratings because everyone loves him. The very next day because the it's a romantic comedy day. and everything happens the very next well, day. Well, everything happens in like the span of like two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I'll admit, he is good at his job. His advice is not sound. The whole interview with Georgia and Larry, so the the newscast anchors, <laughs> who are married in real life, they end yeah. up making out on local television. Yeah, it's great. You know what? He's good at his job. I actually, th- there have been a, there were a few moments in this movie where Mike Chadway he did tell the ugly truth in a way that I'm like, now nah, that is true. Let him be a, a I, man. I, I let him be a man. You have to I let have me be a man. Let him be a man. You have to let me be a man. Simple as that. Now you, Brownie McFlacid, come on. <gasps> Oh, God. So this movie, I think, really lives and breathes in those, like, TV moments, like what you're talking about with Georgia. Georgia and Larry. When Georgia and Larry are on are on TV, like, that's, there is a little bit of whimsical beauty to this movie. Like, um, it, it kind of feels like, like Morning Glory, you know, Rachel McAdams, oh, Harrison yeah. Ford. Oh, yeah, that was a good Wait movie. for commercial. No, no, no. Let's do a keep rolling no matter what. What? When? This is my show. Not, Not right, right now, now it is. Come on, Larry. I watched your show for years. You used to be this cool, confident cat. What the hell happened to you? I found this movie actually captured a few of those moments in a really funny way. One thing that bugged me was how they portrayed Abby's character as very desperate and ditzy at times. Mm. When it came to her job, she was very smart, logical, great at it, like just, you know, fantastic producer at her job. But when it came to dating and love, she was a hopeless mess. Right. My example for this is is when her cat ends up in a tree and she has to go climb the tree to get him and sees a guy in the apartment across the way with only a towel on. He just came out of the shower and she gets all flustered. The branch breaks. She falls upside down and he hears her, rushes out to try and help her to get down from the tree, grabs his towel and hello. They just they just make her seem so ditzy throughout the entire thing. Like she's like, oh, my God, look how cute he is. Oh, like I I didn't think they made her too ditzy. I, I thought she was definitely adorable. In like a interesting take. Yeah. 
Right? <laughs> yeah. You would think that that's adorable. Yeah, that's, but it's that's like, true. Good God, you know? Can we agree that is a horrible meet cute in oh, real life? Well, because if, I mean, if a girl, if a oh, is it? Why are you? What? What? You like this? <laughs> like it's because Mr. Doctor Man is really good looking that you're like, yes, Whoa, I love and you're this. just like, oh wow, like why is that a bad meet cute? Oh, I think it's horrible. Okay, think tell me it. why. He saw you. Yeah. So I see, I, I'm taking a shower and all of a sudden there's a commotion outside and I see a woman in a tree outside my bathroom <laughs> that window. That is creepy. That's creepy. I'm thinking, oh my God. And then she falls and, and her skirt comes up over her, her head. She's yeah. upside down. So I can I can see a lot of what's going on downstairs for her. Yeah. Which is technically upstairs because she's upside down, <laughs> whatever. And then when I go out to help her, she grabs my towel and she can see my Pacage. full on pacage. Pacage is eye height for her. Definitely. I'm helping her down, and then I am never looking that person in the eyes ever again. There's just too much embarrassing stuff that happened in a span of 30 seconds. I think you're a peeping Tom. I think you're creepy. I also, you know, saw a lot of you. You saw all of me. <laughs> Sarah's pointing at herself like I'm like, talking I'm to her. I'm not. Like, what? No. <laughs> if that was you, I would think it's pretty creepy. Okay, well, I wouldn't do that. However, yes, the, the fact, I don't think he caught her. I don't think he caught her in the tree, but what do you mean? now that I, yeah, I know, I know now that I think about it, still. but like, does he realize <laughs> that the tree is at the level of his upstairs bathroom? You know, like that's something. Definitely. Oh, okay. I would think that's Which suspicious. Which is probably why he doesn't want to go out with her in the first place. Absolutely. But he does have to fix her ankle and then he gives her his number. Yeah, which which definitely could be like uh, until that point, I thought he was still at least halfway. Totally, in yeah. The I think you're right. I think you're right. And then I think so. So the charm for with Mike Chadway's character is that he is correct at times. He is. Like I said, for example, later on, Abby calls Colin, Mister Doctor Man. Yes, because Mike calls out Abby again for not having a guy. So she goes and says, "You know what?" And she starts dialing the number for Doctor Man. She's like, "I'm gonna get a date right now, and you're gonna sit here and watch me get a date." Do- Mr. Dr. Man is definitely trying to blow her off. Big time. Mike, he actually does give some good advice here because he says, put him on hold. What the hell are you doing? I'm saving you. He was blowing you off. He wasn't blowing me off. Don't. He'll be expecting you to call him. And when you don't, he'll call back. How do you know? Because I know how men operate. If you want it to work out with this guy, then you'll listen to me and you'll do exactly as I say. You've probably already done irreparable damage with your psycho-aggressive control freak phone call. It might even be too late. And if you do salvage the situation, you'll never be more than Abby, his desperate neighbor. I'm not desperate. And then they have a chat about, here's what's going to happen. If I can get you, you know, dating this guy, then you need to give me free reign of my show. You, you got to be my producer. You got to do good. Like, you, you got to trust me. Yeah. And I actually did enjoy this premise. Yeah, me too. For, for the movie. And I'm not a fan of the whole you you got to play games with the guy to get the guy. And, you know, you got to kind of pull him along. But listen, there are times you do actually need to play those games. And when you know a guy is blowing you off, much like Colin, Mr. Doctor Man, was about to do to Abby, um, Mike Chadway gives her some great advice. Oh, fine, what do I do? Pick up the phone and say, hey, Doug. Why would I? Just do it. Hey, Doug. Uh, no, th- th- this is Colin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, who's, uh, Doug? He's just a guy I'm seeing. 
nothing serious. Just a guy I'm seeing. It's nothing serious. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a sec. Sure. Now what? I'm just making wait. If he's still holding on after 30 more seconds, you may actually have a chance. They hang up on Colin. And then as he calls back, Mike's like, no, don't even answer. Get it. Like, the, we, we got other things to do. And I actually fully agree with that because that would confuse. Like, if I know I'm going to, I'm not even going to break up with a girl. If I know I'm never going to date a girl and that scenario goes down, I am both confused and intrigued just <laughs> enough to stay interested for maybe another 24 hours. Interesting. You know, I, I might follow up the next day or that evening to be like, hey, like, what in the world happened there? I was on hold. You hung up on me. I tried to call back. You're just gone. Like, wh what does that even mean? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> the rules are as follows. Never criticize. Laugh at whatever he says. Rule number four. Never talk about your problems because men don't really listen or care. Some men care. No, some men pretend to care. We ask you how you're doing. It's just guy code for let me stick my <laughs> Oh, I know you think Colin is above it all, but trust me, he's a guy. How do we feel about these rules? I can go line by line. Ooh, okay. Never criticize men are incapable of growth, change, or progress, is what he <laughs> says. Completely disagree with this. Yes, I agree. I, d I agree with you disagreeing that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I believe that you can't change a guy's core personality. And there, you know what, Let, let's, let's work it out to a percentage. There is a percentage of change that you cannot affect in a male. I'm going to say it's like 85%. You know, a lot of those core things, he's not, th that's that's not going to be any different. But there's a, you know, hey, I need you to help out around the house a little bit more. I need you to put your socks away. I need you to put down the toilet. I think you can expect a guy to change within a reasonable <laughs> amount. I like how you said the toilet seat one because that was Cause one I for, actually That did. was one for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And I, I just don't like the idea of, you know, oh, my boyfriend's a piece of shit, but I don't want to criticize him because, hey, men can never change. It's like that that's actually kind of toxic to go about life that way. And then it also goes to, like, is it is it that men can do no wrong, right? Right. Well, I, I'm just, I grew up this way and this is the way I am. Yeah. You can't change me, right? Laugh at whatever he says. It's like a fake orgasm. <laughs> it's still better than normal orgasm. <laughs> but sometimes they're just not funny. <laughs> But you know what? I, I can live with that one in the formative moments of the relationship. Throw throw some fake laughs in there. Everybody, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, but I think guys should do that as well. Girls yes. love being funny too. Yes. Yeah, the, I think these are both both you know sure. go both ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says men are very visual. That's just a fact. Um, never talked about about your problems. Guys don't care. I guess you know I, I'll, I'll say should you become a better storyteller. Perhaps, you know, I don't need to know about every moment of your day. Don't don't tell me about how the barista shortchanged you 25 cents on your latte or how you were 30 seconds late for your Zoom meeting. You know, d g give me the highlight reel because when, when I ask how your day was, I actually do genuinely care. Yeah, yeah. you should genuinely care when you ask that question. So, yeah, I, I disagree with that one as well. Oh, men like something to grab onto aside from your ass. That was the last thing he says. Oh, I missed that one. True. That's a fact. <laughs> from experience like i'm just i don't even know what to say you, uh, there was a range of emotions that happened in sarah's face yeah. i had a few there every yep. facial reaction yeah. so wait i've got a question we we talked about abby mm -hmm. and how she's i think they use the term control freak how she's really tightly wound up yes 
how I would still go on a date with her, even though she has my, you know, all of my information in front of her. I still think that date would be interesting. Would you date Mike Chadway, Gerard Butler, knowing that he is all of these things? I'd probably see what he's all about, and then I would probably make my decision after the first date. Oh, so you're, that's not a no. I no. He has I has all these rules, Sarah. Look at him. Yeah, it's not like he, he's wearing a sign with the rules. <laughs> like I don't know what the rules are until these I are my go, rules. Yeah, ladies. like if that's the case, then no. If he had a sign he's carrying around and that had the rules on it, I'm not in for that. <laughs> However, if we go on a date and I find out these rules, then I might not. You know, that's that's it's the first date and you already have these rules that are trying to control like what the next few dates or months or our relationship will be. And is he going to say those rules or is he just thinking those rules? No, he's going to have a sign with them. Right, right. He he wears a t-shirt. You got to get a printed t-shirt with the rules. Yeah. Continue to date him. Potentially. I think if those were the rules that he like put out the first date, probably not just because like, you don't even really know me and you're already making all these rules. I do like how in this movie he is teaching her how to be in a relationship. Usually it's the other way around in rom-coms. Yeah, where the woman it, is fixing the guy, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's someone teaching the guy how to be in a relationship usually. And it's it's kind of like the movie She's All That. Oh, it's very She's right? All That. Yes. Good, good comparison. I had some good comparisons this time. So Mike agrees. I'm going to help you date the heck out of Mr. Dr. Man Colin. Their first actual date is like a like Devil's a devil's game. baseball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my best scene, so I'll talk a little bit more about it. Ooh. Man, this this was a good scene. Okay, we can talk about that later. Can we talk about the gift that Mike gets Abby though? The vibrating panties? The vibrating underwear. I don't have words. <laughs> so <laughs> so to help spice up her bedroom light life ahead of her date with Mr. Dr. Man Colin. Uh, Mike Chadway gets her what I consider to be like the stupidest gift. Ridiculous. He gets her vibrating panties. I don't have words because she decides to try them on right before she heads out for a date with Dr. Man. Why would you do that? Well, you Why? Gotta try on. You got to try on the merchandise. Not, maybe when you, when you first get them, but like not right before. First off, they're black underwear. She's wearing a white dress. Okay. Like, I just, there's so many things wrong. Like, why are you putting them on as, like, five minutes before Colin, Dr. Man, comes to pick you up? It's funny. That's the problem you have with this. So so as it turns out, Mike Chadway shows up and yes. says, hey, there's a bunch of investors. Corporate dinner. There, there's some corporate people. Did you not get our email? You're, you're coming on the on the dinner. She says, oh, my God, I've got a date with Mr. Dr. Man. We got to do that. And he says, bring him along. So she's wearing these vibrating panties to dinner, and lo and behold, some kid gets a hold of the remote. Because it falls out of her purse. Falls out of her purse, and he starts hitting the buttons, and all of a sudden, her panties are vibrating at dinner. Can you stop saying panties? Sorry. Is- <laughs> Can you just, like, just say underwear. Just say underwear. Like They're vibrating. <laughs> underwear. Undergarments. It's under Underwear. Does, does that word know? bother you? No, it's just funny the way you're saying it, like, and it starts, her panties start vibrating. <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> Because some people do genuinely have a, a problem with that word. That's fine. I I don't particularly. Are you sure you don't? Because However, you're in this me context, like all anymore. I was gonna say was just like <laughs> the kid starts using it, and all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna leave it at that. The, yeah, but but here's my problem. It, it's funny. You have a problem with when she puts on the uh, undergarment. You have a problem with the garment itself. 
Oh, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Why Why would I purchase this for you? That's like a gag gift that you get. It is. Well, I'm not. Okay. Obviously, my anatomy is different. <laughs> From what I know of um, uh, things of pleasure sources for females, I don't know a single one who buys those for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was a gift. Right. But it's like if he thinks this is a practical gift oh, for yeah. a female, yeah. I don't think it is. And I think that's you, – you're taking a little bit of credibility hit here. I'm, I'm just saying I, I feel like there's a better gift out there if if that oh, is there is definitely a better gift if that's out there. the end result you want there are much more practical <laughs> things to purchase i'm not going to go into detail but <laughs> i think you all know what i'm talking about so at this point dr man and abby are dating and you can see that mike is getting a little bit jealous he's starting to have feelings for abby dr man is essentially the perfect guy for abby checks off all the boxes <laughs> loves picnics going for long drives brings her flowers all of that checking all the boxes except for the caviar but all the boxes are checked. Yeah. And that kind of translates to the show. You know, Abby is is giving Mike Chadway a little bit more leeway on the ugly truth. He's getting a little bit of notoriety. So Mike gets offered to be on the late, late night show, and he takes it. Um, later, we find out that he's also been offered a gig in San Francisco, and the talk show is his audition. He doesn't yeah. end up taking it. Um, in the end, but Abby has to cancel her very romantic getaway with Dr. Man to go and see Mike in San Fran to convince him not to leave. Abby and Mike, they get close and... Well, there, there's some, they're, they're at this, uh, this nightclub, it seems, or like some kind of I dancing. I think they're for it's, dinner. Yeah, yeah, they, well, they go for dinner, but it's like there's a dance floor, so I don't know, it's somewhere in between. There's the classic dance scene where he says like hey why don't we dance and then all of a sudden ooh, sparks start to fly we're seeing some chemistry ladies and yes. gentlemen from gerard butler and katherine heigl here they decide hey let's let's just go back to the hotel let's call it a night they make out in the elevator they do a very passionate make out. yes actually. yes they like almost leave and then they come back and yeah. Then, yeah yeah one thing that I find a lot of these movies around this era like the storytelling is isn't always perfect but when the when the chemistry happens i believe it you know and gerard butler and katherine heigl when they were making out i thought i thought he's tearing his clothes off her you know here we go it's happening and i believed all of it and then they agree okay wow that was whoo let's go to bed good night they go back to their own rooms and a few minutes later there's a knock at abby's door she immediately thinks that it's mike but it is doctor man he surprised her which is super cute but she was totally expecting mike to be the one on the other side of that door expecting and also probably hoping, hoping. yeah later on who shows up but mike well yeah because he finally works up the courage to go to abby's room and we saw him in a little bit of a vulnerable moment i think he was actually letting his emotions not take control but he was he was allowing her in hey i actually have feelings for abby and i gotta tell her how it is he's kind of the the monologue he was having under his breath as he was walking to her hotel room opens the door mr dr man there's yeah he makes up some excuse leaves abby runs out after him and then things fall apart you know they have this quick conversation about what happened in the elevator and it was nothing and and they kind of part ways she goes back into the hotel room and asks colin why he likes her he says he likes her that she's not a control freak trying to always control every situation and that it's a breath of fresh air she tells him that the champagne should have been chilled and that the entire time he was talking just now she was editing 
his his speech. Yeah, the champagne should have been chilled, though, to be fair. That's yeah, rookie obviously. move. Come on, man. And that she couldn't show that she was, in fact, a control freak um, because who would love someone like who would love someone like that and adds that she hasn't been herself the entire time that they've been together and proceeds to take out her extension as if it's a big reveal. Yeah, that was actually really <laughs> funny when she's like, hold on. She takes out her extension and it turns out that she has this really adorable shorter haircut. Yeah. You're like, OK. Yeah. Oh, this this was like a big revelation here. Oh, got that it. The big reveal. That's yeah. like, she, and she's all that. She takes off her glasses, and she's like, you know, oh, yeah, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. Fast forward a few days, and Mike is now working at a different TV station with he his took show. The job. He took. Well, he didn't Wait, take no, that no, job. You're right. He he took another job in Sacramento at a competing TV station. So he was up for like a big gig in LA, but it turns out he just wants to be with his sister and his and nephew. her son. Yeah. Yeah. He wa- he wants to be a father figure, which is really it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, and in place of him on Abby's um, TV show, on Abby's TV station, they've hired a terrible guy who is just offensive, and honestly, I'm not even going to continue to talk about his character because it was that bad. Moving on. Yeah, so then she basically kicks the guy off the air live on the air, and Mike Chadway... Rushes over. It's this hot air balloon, I don't know, festival? It's a festival. So, like, all the TV stations theoretically are there, and Mike Chadway is watching from a van what's happening on the other TV station. He sees Abby, who basically takes that opportunity to talk a lot of shit about men and, like, all these rules and stuff. Yeah. So, it's one of those moments when he's like, ah, she's probably just right over there. So, he walks over while she's live on the air. They get into a little tiff. Yeah, total heated argument. They go up in the hot air balloon. They don't realize that till it's too late. Yeah, they don't realize that there's a feed in the hot air balloon, so everybody can hear what's happening, and then they... You're right. I had a momentary lapse in judgment when I thought you were more than you are, but you aren't, clearly. Oh, yeah? What does that mean? I'm Mike Chadway. I like girls in jello. I like to fuck a monkey. Don't fall in love. It's scary. Oh, for God's sakes, there's the first one. Yeah, it is scary. It's terrifying. Especially when I'm in love with a psycho like you. I am not a psycho! Love? Oh! I just told you that I loved you, and all you heard was psycho. Well, you're the definition of neurotic! No, the definition of neurotic is a person who suffers from anxiety, obsessive thoughts, compulsive acts, and, and physical ailments without any objective evidence Shut of... Shut up! Yet again, I just told you I'm in love with you, and you're standing here giving me a vocabulary lesson. They have this reconciliation style makeout sesh. Yes, and, and I have come back together. I have to say, I have totally wanted to ride in a hot air balloon. I've never ridden in a hot air balloon, and I've always wanted to do that. It's definitely on my bucket list. Like outside of some of the jokes not hitting the same way they should in 2021, yeah. there's a nugget of ah, it's Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler, and they're they're yeah. two great actors and actresses at what they do. There's like the the bones of this movie is good. I mean, we also have to remember, it's an R-rated movie. It is, yes. So, you know, some of the jokes may not hit anymore, but the essence of the movie, like, you know, the overall movie is is good. The movie ends with Abby, you know, saying that she broke up with Colin, and Mike admits that he loves her. Abby kisses him, and they fly off, um, all of which is broadcast due to the camera, like you said, being mounted in the balloon. The film ends with Abby and Mike in bed. Oh. So cute. Quick facts. Katherine Heigl was 29 when she played Abby in this movie. Can I guess? Gerard Butler was 35. No, he was 38. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So I. He's different. 
Yeah, I didn't actually realize that there was such an age difference. Gerard Butler and Craig Ferguson are very good friends in real life, so much so that Gerard has been a guest on the real Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson several times. Oh, that's cool. When Abby goes on a date with Colin to the baseball game, the score is shown as 4-1. Even after the team hits a running score, the score doesn't change. Ooh, a little plot hole. The film was shipped to theaters with the title Helpful Advice. <laughs> Helpful Advice actually sounds like a, a cute name for a, uh, for a romantic comedy. Yes, it does, actually. That's a good title. The director and Katherine Heigl worked together on this movie, but that wasn't the last time they worked together. After this movie, they worked on the movie Killers in 2010 with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I actually like Killers. With Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, why did you say Kutcher? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? There, there's obviously the rap with Katherine Heigl that she's horrible to work with. Clearly, this director enjoyed her enough to cast her in two movies back to back. The cast members in the movie refer to their morning station as a network program. However, it seems to be a local TV station only. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Did you ever watch the TV show Even Stevens growing up? Not really, but I knew of it. Okay, obviously. so I, I loved that show growing up. It had uh, Shia LaBeouf mm -hmm. in it. Anyway, the dad in the show is played by Tom Virtue. He is the hot air balloon pilot in this movie. Whoa. The show Even Stevens also takes place in Sacramento. Gerard Butler went behind the scenes of Adam Carolla's namesake podcast to observe him in order to prep for this role. He wanted to understand the male chauvinist man's man and the persona he was going to have to have for this role. Yeah, when uh, off the top when I was talking about Joe Rogan, I was trying to remember uh, Carolla because, yeah, I, I thought that was another similar uh, comparison. When Abby calls into Mike's TV show, he asks her if she's calling from Europe. It is technically wrong because it's simply not possible for Europe to receive the streaming of his show. The poster for this movie was shown in the background at the movie theaters in Happy Ending in 2014. Best scene. My best scene is the baseball game scene. So we oh, kind of touched hey. on it earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it was a mess on so many levels, but it was hilarious. So um, Abby has... Mike like a little earpiece in her ear and yeah. Mike is on the other other end and he's also sitting in the game and he can see her and he's basically coaching her on like what to talk about what to say like how to act and, and everything and and she spills her drink on his pants and then she proceeds to grab his napkin and vigorously yeah tries to get the stain out of his pants that's literally the nicest way possible I could say that without it sounding super dirty. <laughs> because there's like a kiss cam and like that kiss cam is showing something other than them possibly kissing. Based on the angle, <laughs> it looks like something much yeah. Yeah. Uh, less innocent is happening. And, and like that's such a, it's a classic kind of theme it happens in spy movies when, like, you know, somebody's talking into the earpiece. Like, you gotta go left. No, right. No, no, no left, left, left. And, um, <laughs> and like, this one where somebody recognizes Mike Chadway, this woman yes. goes up to hug him. And then the boyfriend is like, hey, man. And Mike Chadway says, like, get the fuck off me, man. And Catherine Heigl's character, Abby, thinks that that's what she's supposed to say. <laughs> so she starts, get the fuck off, man. <laughs> And Dr. Mr. Man Colin. Yeah. He's like, what? Oh, my God. Like, I would be so confused in that moment. Like, I'd be like, what is happening? Like, what? Yeah. Did you just swear at me and tell me to like. Totally. My best scene is any scene. 
with the married news anchors. Oh my god, that's Hilarious such a great dynamic. that's such a great one. Ah, oh, it's so good. It I, is so good. They were really good in this. I thought they were perfect. And and this mo this movie was good. Um it kind of had its moments, but I thought any time when they were on screen together, it it kind of brought the movie back into comedy that didn't need to be crass for it to be comedy. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a really great point. Larry and Georgia played by John Michael Higgins. Cheryl Hines is Georgia. They're also kind of the quintessential, ah, I've seen you in like eight different movies, but I just can't place you type of people. Like, I'm pretty sure John Michael Higgins, is he not a, a lawyer on Arrested Development? Uh, yes, I believe so. And he's also in Pitch Perfect as the commentator right. for the uh, competitions. And he is so funny. He is paired with Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Oh, my God. They are just fantastic together in those movies. Oh, my God. They provide such comedic relief honorable mentions i don't have any honorable mentions my honorable mentions are larry and georgia <laughs> i just love them so much i yeah i already said it but they um they brought such a, a warmth an easy story arc you know they're married they're bickering at the beginning mike chadway comes in they end up you you kind of see the whole flow of the relationship you know he gets down to you know what exactly is happening in the relationship by the end they're making jokes about how he's going to show her his anaconda or whatever and i thought you got a very pleasing story arc that was really really funny and we didn't really need to get into the nitty gritty of it for it to be funny what should have been so my what should have been is that Colin Doctor Man should have ended up with Izzy Stevens, who Katherine Heigl played in Grey's Anatomy. Oh my god. Whoa! Whoa! Sarah. The only problem is that she's what Grey's Anatomy is set in Seattle. Yes. But then she leaves after like season she four, right? Does. Yeah, I can't remember what season she leaves after, but yes, she does. Where does leave. she go? Possibly to Sacramento. I think that's where she went. Mr. Doctor Man Colin. Ooh. Yep. I like it. I think that what should have been is that Colin, Mr. Doctor Man, in another universe, maybe he's kind of like a, he, he kind of has like a prince character sort of vibe, right? Yes, he does. He definitely does. He could play, he could play Eric on The Little Mermaid. Maybe he ends up on a boat. What is Stop. he doing on the boat? I'm serious. You can look at my screen. No, you, you have you it? called it. What? He's sailing to new and interesting locations, and one day this gorgeous woman with fiery red hair stumbles Ariel. onto the beach. They connect, but she can't speak. Why can't she speak, Sarah? Because Ursula stole her voice. That's right. That's genuinely, I thought Colin should be Prince Eric in <laughs> I, I know they're doing a live action Little Mermaid <laughs> Little remake. Mermaid, that's I so think they've great. cast everybody they want in it, but hey, maybe maybe throw Colin out here. He he looks like an Eric to me. But that's amazing. Yeah. Same page. <laughs> Definitely. Rewatchability. Storyline. One. I have two. Yeah. Thirst factor. Two I I put a two point three. I don't know why. A two point five. I have it as a three. Okay. I actually should give them more because they are both very attractive people. Yes. Yeah. Imagination. I gave it a four. I gave it a two. Oh, wow. Ooh. I thought like how many movies are like this? Morning Glory, perhaps. It's not really a rom-com, though. It's just a straight comedy with like a tiny bit of rom in there. So I, I thought it was a little interesting. Soundtrack. Four. Three. There were a few songs in there. There was some Katy Perry. I liked yeah, that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 
Cheese. Two. Two. Wow. Yes. So my overall score is 2.8. Mine is 2.5. Wow. We're kind of... 2.5 is exactly... Middle. Wow. Middle of the pack. So this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of The Ugly Truth. A little bit of a faster episode today. Yes. Those aren't too bad. We've been getting long lately. Yeah. We're drinking some Gamay Noir from Casadea Winery in uh, Ontario. Just want to give them a little plug. It's lovely. I don't really know what a Gamay Noir is, but it's tasty. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of The Ugly Truth. Follow us on Spotify if that is where you're listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave a review. We love to read them. We love to read them at the intros of our podcasts. Maybe we'll read yours next. And as well, follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.